Pro Circuit Racing based in Corona, California and founded in 1978 by Mitch Payton is known for two things, building high quality horsepower and winning races. The name Pro Circuit is worldwide recognition that you have bought the best and we strive to get you the very best products for your bike. From two strokes to four, engine porting, suspension, and our top-rated exhaust products, we cover it all. Take one look at our own race team of Joey Savacci, Martin Davalos, Austin Forkner, and Adam Cincerillo. We build champions. Visit ProCircuit.com for more info on all the services and products. Pro Circuit. We race. Okay, Atlanta. Kiefer here with Seven Deuce Deuce. Not the night that he wanted, crashed the second corner. He's a little pissed off, but we're gonna talk to him. We're gonna get through this. Tell us a little bit about what happened and what went on in the last chance. Uh, it wasn't much, to be honest. I, I didn't get to really ride that much, but I, uh, I came out of the start, got a little squirrely. Um, didn't get the start that I wanted, but I kind of I lined up next to Weston, knowing he was going to get a good start. Um, I always try to, you know, condition over position, and then you know you got to look for the guys who are going to get the whole shot. And with Weston's start average being like I think it's like 3.6 right now, um, you know I I opted to start right next to him, and it worked perfectly. Uh, I got a bad jump. I kind of got a little squirrely. I got a little off on the gate. But uh, he made a pretty big hole there, so I just filled that hole. I think I came around the corner about fifth or sixth and uh, went in that first rhythm. You know, it was just pure chaos. I landed, I jumped, I doubled into the, uh, the second corner, and I just connected with the guy, and that, you know, that's the end of my night. So, you had your qualifying times. I was looking at that today. And uh, how did you feel about your riding during the course of the day, besides the LCQ having a lot? You know, I felt really good. I thought I thought I was uh, I thought I was pretty damn on to be honest. Uh, you know, first practice went okay. Um, I think I was sitting like 23, 24, and then uh, second practice I ended up sitting 22, and I was only like, you know, I think um, 0.4 off of where I needed to be for 18th. And then last practice uh, I ran about the same lap time, and, and it's just so harsh, you know, especially at rounds like this where the dirt's soft. Um, you know, you don't realize what 15 minutes can do or 10 minutes can do with literally the best guys in the world with fresh Dunlop tires just completely tearing the track apart because they're pushing it as hard as they possibly can. You know, the, the ruts are probably three to four inches deeper than they were when we get, then, you know, when they start compared to when we start. So, you know, it's, it's just an excuse. It's always an excuse, but... You know, it definitely seems like it caters to the A practice. I'd like to see them switch it around like they do with the lights or something, especially for tracks like this. You know, I wouldn't even be complaining at all if it was, you know, an Anaheim round or something that where the dirt's decent. When the dirt, when the dirt is kind of compact, you know, being in the B practice towards the A practice, it's not really that big of a deal. But you know, when you have a track like Atlanta where they bring the dirt in and it's kind of soft and the ruts get developed, and then the cups come out, and then, you know, um, where the fast line is, it's like literally six, seven inches deep, and then you gotta kind of move over a little bit because it's so, you know, it's so sketchy to, people don't understand when you come off a track where a guy is going Mach 10, and then you try to take that rut, going a little off that pace, it just doesn't work. It feels totally different. It's 100% different. You know, it's all a momentum thing. You have to hit that line as fast as you're supposed to, you know, as fast as the guy who made that line. 
So if you're not going out there mock 10, which we're trying to, but you know, when you start your first lap, you're you're cold. If you look at the lap times, they're always at the very, very end of the practice. You know, the fastest laps are coming in the last two minutes of practice every time because that's when we're all warm. We all kind of got the, you know, the track dialed, and that's when it's all happening. And, you know, they just have that much better of a track. You know, if I would have had a second, I could have been top 18. And that's, you know, you know how easy that's making my night? You go top 18, done. And then, boom, now I'm all, all I'm focusing on is a 10, 12, and 15, and we're on. You know what I mean? I can, dude, I got fitness right now. I feel better than I ever have, um, riding-wise. But, you know, when you're when you're rolling the dice in that LCQ, because, you know, you're in the B practice and there's a few things, you know, that happen. And don't get me wrong, there's always people who can make it and, and you can always do something a little bit more. But, you know, there's, there's things that just happen. And in the LCQ, things happen. So let me get to this. Do you like this format or don't you like it? I would, I think I would love it if I was top 18 qualifier. But right now, dude, I just flew all the way to Atlanta for one day drop. Right. You know, and that's... And then no, really no one gets to see you. No, n- nobody gets to see me. I flew to Atlanta from California for one day drop. Yeah, I'm still getting paid, but dude, I'm not, I'm not here for the paycheck. Right. I'm here because I want to whoop that ass. You know what I mean? I want to go out there and I want to be in these triple crown races and I want to show everybody that I have been working hard and it's like, you know, the opportunity when it's when it's one time, it's it's just hard. Steve, let me know that Tapia is a video in this privateer triple challenge. Your second. Do you even give a shit about that? To be honest, I don't give two <laughs> shits. You know, if it happens, it happens. Um, I shouldn't even be in it, period. Um, hey, I want days ahead, dude. Absolutely. Always better days ahead, but, you know, you got to learn from your mistakes. And, you know, I'm down right now and I'm pissed off, but I, I only use that for motivation. I'm coming to Daytona hot as fuck, and I'm going to, you know what I mean, I'm going to make the damn main. I'm, I'm sick of not being in this main event where I belong. And, um, you know, you got to learn from these things. You know, I didn't. I went um, I went 2-2-2. Two, 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 Instead of two three one, when I should have went two three one, if I would have went two three one right off the gate, I probably wouldn't have landed on that guy coming in the corner because he swooped in, you know, he swooped inside, and it's and it's things like that where you got to make that quick decision. But you know, it's it's being aggressive on the start and and it's being out front. You know, the another big thing is what happened on the double clutch that I had. You know, if I wouldn't have double clutched that, I could have been that spot right behind Weston and I wouldn't even have thought twice about tripling the thing, going two, three on the first rhythm. And then all of a sudden you're you're in second and you already have a gap. You know what I mean? When you're in fifth, sixth, bro, it's it's street. It's so sketchy with those guys, it's not even funny because you're throwing in some guys, bro, that are straight two, three seconds off my time. You know, there's always one or two of those privateer guys that get in that start mix like they damn well should and they get there and all hell breaks loose because you know in the main dude you can huck so much shit first lap it's like all right well totally you're like oh yeah these guys know exactly what they're doing dude when you go to that lcq bro it's just bonsai bro it's pinball you know and that's just what happened i was six i think fifth six and it was just pinball machine dude and i couldn't keep it up Next week, Daytona, baby. Atlanta, I'm here with Tony Alessi. Uh, MCR Bullfrog, Bullfrog Spas Honda? It would be Smart Top 
Okay. Uh, well, we Smart Top Bullfrogs Boss. Okay. Smart Top Bullfrogs Boss Honda. First win. First main event win. Yep, that's the uh, another box in our light categories that we've been trying to like click off. I mean, the first one was obviously to put our team on the podium, which we did. We wanted to get two guys in the uh, in the opening ceremonies. We got that, and obviously the next big move is to win a. You know, we've won a heat race. Check that box off, and the next obviously one was to podium or win a race. So the race win came well we actually got the podium at Anaheim too and then won the race tonight so basically all the boxes that we had you know for the season we've checked them all off so we you know obviously we we won a heat race we won a we got a podium we got two podiums at A2 and podium the main event and uh, two guys in opening ceremonies so yeah so coming from where you came from back a couple years ago to now, it's a yep. big improvement. You got Honda support. Yep. Um, did Justin have a little bit of help in that coming along, getting Justin, you know, on the team? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, obviously it was a, it was a coordinated effort, you know. Um, they had to be on board. Justin had to be on board. So we had to obviously connect all the dots, which took some work. But it was, you know, for sure what we wanted and what they wanted, so we got it done. I think it's cool we talked a little bit earlier about you guys aren't running electric starts, and um, I talked to Justin a little bit today about having a little bit of a drag on an electric start, so can you talk more about what the decision was to not run that? The main reason for no electric start is clearly for weight. Um, so we, you know, we were able to drop the weight by not using the electric start, which um, obviously lighten up the bike. We don't run tie. We run steel bolts. So obviously we, we needed to lighten up the bike a little bit to accommodate what will compensate for that material not being there. So we were able to get there. Um, and um, the main thing is the lighter feeling bike is it easier to handle motorcycle. And so that's it. That's the main reason. Coming into Daytona. Are you guys staying out here and doing some testing? Is Justin going to do? We have a hybrid track to test on this year. Um, you know, I talked to Justin about it. Um, he was considering coming down to Florida to to ride, but we agreed that his program is working right now and not to uh, deviate. You know, so he's going to go back to Club MX. They'll have a hybrid track there for him to ride. He'll be close to his home and his family, and that's the best for him, best situation for him. So, getting off this subject a little bit. Mike's coming back to Canada this year. Is this his last year of racing, you think? I think that Mike is going to continue to go to Canada as long as he feels like he's competitive. Um, he enjoys motocross, and it's enjoyable to race up there. Um, he's able to still, you know, he won a race last year and got four or five podiums. So I think as long as he's up there and he feels competitive, he'll race till till he's not. Mini series coming up that you're promoting. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit real quick. So give us all the information on that. Mini cross series is a uh, is an is a six round uh, mini cycle racing club series only, and uh, I don't think it's ever been done before, uh, where it's a club level event, and so we'll have all six rounds at Milestone to start this venture. Um, it'll be 50s through 80s. Uh, all of the age groups that are actually broken down more than uh, than AMA. There's uh, stock and modified classes. There's two super mini classes. You know, one for the younger kids, one for the older. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Where can they go to check this out? Website. Uh, they can go to ameminicross.com. There you go.
go. Hey, congratulations. Actually, just from a personal standpoint, I think the, the team has improved a lot. Um, I think you're a big part of that, so uh, congratulations. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And like I said, I mean, for us, it's, uh, you know, we, I mean, obviously our goal is to create a team that can win races, right? But it doesn't happen overnight. It takes small steps. You know, you have to try to, like I said in the beginning, you have to set down goals and you have to mark out, check off the boxes, you know? And so, like, you know, this season, winning a heat race was a big deal for us. That led to uh, being on the podium, which then led on to winning a race. So it's like little progressive steps and so to achieve that for us is just huge for a team you know and it sets precedence for other riders that go hey that team is good enough to win podium and win heat races so that's the message you know to the other guys out there we're, we're good enough and that's obviously what we're trying to do and once we can put those two kind of riders in the program I mean we could potentially be in contention to be a championship team it takes time but that's the ultimate goal well congratulations thanks a lot is that okay yeah Atlanta here with Brayton I don't know who is more excited you or Weege was Weege pretty excited well everyone was excited in the press room but I feel like Weege's energy coming down was like super super heavy yeah, I, uh, I I saw a tweet or someone mentioned a tweet that it was just it didn't even say anything. He was so excited. He just was just typing stuff out. So um, that one was for Weege. Yeah, we, we've been working hard. You know, he's my riding coach, my trainer, my mental coach. He's it all. So we did it. That's right. So how big of a relief, I guess, is it to finally get a name off your back? It was awesome, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's truly considered a main or are we claiming it? I, should I claim that's, it? That's the way. Uh, I'm gonna claim it. It was cool, man. I felt it was it was awesome. And um, I feel, fast forwarding to the second one, I felt like I had a little wind hangover. I was kind of so stoked. My family. This is the only race that my family's coming to all year, oh, so we good. could drive from Charlotte. And so they came back, and we're all high five and like, all right, let's go race again. And I was st I was on the line for the second one, like still. I wasn't quite ready to go, you know. I still wanted to kind of celebrate a little bit, but um, yeah, stoked. Overall, the night was good. Good to get back on track. The past couple weekends have been filled with bad starts and crashes, and um, so happy to get back in the top five and win one of those things. Man, it was it was cool. It was a special night. Kind of called it earlier in the day. I saw the track, saw it was you jumpy, did. saw it was tight. I said that looks kind of like a Brayton track. So nice. it seems to excel. The bike, you, soft dirt, jumpy, um, mm -hmm. lots of rhythms. You like that kind of track, obviously. I do, yeah. I wish the whoops were a little bit bigger, but um, I, yeah, I like those type of tracks. And honestly, the past two weekends, the tracks just have not been my style. Actually, Dallas was, but it went away. It got so slick in the main, I, I crashed. And, and then last weekend, I just struggled in the sand, honestly. The, the whole day, I struggled. And so it was nice to be back on a you know kind of legit supercross track. And yeah, I don't know where the jump jumpiness came from. I don't know how I got you know good at that and same with whoops i just i've worked on it over the years and um yeah that's really it well when you get older you're supposed to slow down but it seems like you're doing the opposite which is good news for yeah. all the Brady fans up there yeah and give some guys some hope uh you know seeing other sports that's the thing i always go to is other sports are just you know i'm 33 
you know, Tom Brady comes to mind. There's so many guys that excel all the way to 40. Do you feel like you're in the best shape you are at 33 than you were five, six years ago? Honestly, I don't know if I'm in the best shape uh, physically because, to be quite honest, I have a lot more to balance now with the family and um, two kids. and So my life isn't, you know, 100% moto. So for sure I leave a little bit on the table there. But I will say mentally I'm stronger than ever. So I think that's what's really helping me excel. And I'm fit enough to do 20. Like, it's not... You know, there's just times when I want to be a dad and I want to take my kid to swim lessons. I want to take her to school. And so maybe you give up a little bit of training or rest or whatever it may be. But uh, mentally, the whole package back on a Honda, like for some reason, a Honda just, I don't know, man. It just fits me good when I sit on one. I'm just, I don't know if it's just because I rode one all growing up, but um, everything is really, really clicking. And I know it's hard to come by, so I got to. Got to embrace it and uh, keep keep doing it. You missed Steve this week. Mathis, is he not? Is he not even here? Either? That's it. Thank you. And off top. Okay, here we go. Uh, Atlanta, Casey Brandon, three eighty three. Looks like last year's Yamaha. Yeah, uh, I'm actually on a seventeen Yamaha, uh, bone stock, seventy hours on it, and actually my two fifty suspension from West Coast. So we're like. Definitely. Not 250 Valley. Yeah. No. Yeah. We're like definitely winging it, but it was kind of like an opportunity to travel the country racing with a friend and, you know, make some money racing and, and you know, not go on like a six-week break. It's definitely better, I think, to race every weekend have some fun and see a lot of new places. So you're going every weekend, every round this year? Uh, no. So I'm racing through Daytona next weekend, and then I'm going with my buddy up to Denver for Amsterdam right across. Then... Idaho for Amsoil right across, then I think it's the off weekend, and then I'll start up on the 250 West Coast Series in Seattle. So, you're out here on your own dime. How many guys you got with you in your, in your own right here? Uh, me and my buddy right here, Cameron Barboa, he races the amateur days, and I help him. He, and the days that I race, like, on Saturdays, he helps me. He just wants to each other back. That's cool. So, we were talking a little bit earlier. You're from New Mexico in Albuquerque, so you're a desert rat just like me, and we are just talking about... I don't know, for me, growing up in the desert, it was cool because I could just ride out my backyard and kind of do what I want. Is that the same thing for you? Uh, pretty much. I mean, we had to drive probably 20, 20 25 minutes to, to the desert, but I mean, once you get there, it's just like ultimate freedom. you got like four different tracks that you can just literally ride to in the practice sections or do your motos, and then at the end of the day, you and your buddies can go out and just do like what we call like a loop and just go and trail ride and have fun. So at the end, you said you're going to go to Daytona and then Denver. What's your plan after that? You know, I, I, in the offseason, I train a lot of kids, like uh, some Reddit kids and stuff like that, and I got some stuff in the works um, along the lines of that, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I got some good stuff in, uh, that's kind of coming unfolded to for next year, so um, if everything goes to plan, then yeah, I'll just be training kids and kind of keeping up on my riding, my physical training, and helping out some, some amateur kids as well. So you're riding a 450, are you better 450 rather than 250, or is this 250 too much to keep up? Yeah, it's uh, definitely probably going to be moving up to the big boys next week, like or next year. It's uh, it's pretty crazy how much better I've been doing on the 450 compared to 250. I mean, 250, I'm sure not a lot of people even know that I'm out there. And then like last weekend on the 450 with the set that I have, I qualified like 26. And the first time I've ever been on the board in B practice the whole time I've been pro. And 
you know, I got a lot of people to notice me, and I think it's, I don't want to jump the gun too early and say I'm a better 450 rider, but I, I'm wanting to go that route. I feel more comfortable on it. Of course, a lot of people say that because it's easier to go on these tracks with more power, but um, I don't know. I was just talking to Taft. He said it's harder for him to ride a 450. Yeah. It just kind of depends on, I think, your riding style. He's a really good 250 rider, so he has that aggression. And, and for me, I'm with who I trained. I trained with Shannon Ida growing up, and um, the way that I was kind of taught, I was a little bit smoother, a little bit more mellow, a little bit more throttle control. And, and that kind of style is way more fitting for a 450 versus a 250 where you have to get more aggressive and, and really you know, get all the power you can versus a 450 where you have more than enough, and it's about controlling it the right way. There you have it, Casey Brennan, Albuquerque, New Mexico. 383, if you see him, come by, say hi. Super friendly, he's a ginger, so he's got speed in him because look how many gingers are haul out. Anybody tell you that before? Oh yeah, I know, it's, uh, I, I, I gotta get up so I'm not, you know, letting anyone down. Like, I, I train at Trey Canards, do that. You kind of look like Villapotas. And like, when I was like probably 13 years old, some dude at an amateur national came up to me, or came up to my dad and was like, I had to do a double take because he looked exactly like Villapotas when he was his age. Yeah. You do, you got a little of the red beard, and you got the teeth, and the little thing going on. Yeah. You know, I just got you a chick? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. All right, so everyone calm down out there. Chick's listening to this. And all out, he's got a chick, so. But hey, look him up. He's a good dude. 383. Yamaha for the rest of the year, obviously, too? Uh, yes. All right, there you go. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, here, Atlanta. This is Kiefer. I'm with Alex Nagy, correct? Yep. Okay, he doesn't want to be called Alexander. He's not 65 years old yet, so he's still Alex. Just missed the show. You got 11? Yep. Yeah, ended up uh, 11th in LCQ. Didn't get the best of starts, but there was some carnage, so I was able to ride the high line around all the people down in the berm, and then pretty much just settled in there, and that was about where I finished. We were talking about earlier, you almost had a big one uh, on a triple. You drug some pegs, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I had a super close call in the second practice. I uh, ended up on the outside of the berm, and it set me up to be right in the main line where it was just hammered, and it was a weird square edge right up the triple. I pretty much either had to commit to it and go for it or risk it and land it on, so I'd rather roll the dice and go for it any day than, than uh, get frame cased by a bike falling from the sky. So I went for it, and my foot pegs just drug all the way up the lip, and I came up short, but luckily I was able to ride it out and uh, live to tell the tale. That's right. So everyone that I talked to, uh, Alex Ray, Kate, you got to go talk to this Alex guy. Everybody. Like, he's a savage. He's in, he's in the van. He's rolling with his chick. He has three people in there. He just goes to each race. Loves to ride. So give us a little bit of background about you. I'm sure Steve's talked to you about it, but every week, are you in this thing going to every race this year? Yeah, I've uh, I've been driving to, to pretty much every round. I got some help from Colin Morrison at Skibby, and uh, he took my bike to Houston, so that was sweet. I was able to fly. I think that was the first time I've flown to a Supercross. And then uh, since then, I've just been uh, driving everywhere and roughing it as always, but that's nothing new for me. And usually my dad comes out and helps me on the weekend, but he had something to do this weekend with my little sister, so I had my two friends come out and uh, stoked that they were able to come help me uh, this weekend. So 11's pretty good. It's a pretty stacked class this year, and of course, it's the triple, triple crown, so a little bit more difficult, I feel, to try to get into the main. Um, do you use it with your second one so far this year? Yes, and do you think you like this format better, or do you like the old format? I think the Triple Crown is probably the worst thing that uh, Supercross has ever <laughs> tried out so far, especially for someone like me. Uh, for guys like us, like my biggest sponsor right now is Like You Live, which is a clothing company, 
and people like that, they support guys like us because they want their logos on TV. And when you're chopping it down to a, a 22 guy night show, there's not much room for someone to want to support someone like me or a lot of you know the other 18 guys. So uh, yeah, I, I don't like it at all. Yeah, I'd, I'd be the same way if I was raised. I feel like I want to ride under the lights and everybody check out my stuff and more people can view you. So yeah, I agree. We talked a little bit about you riding a Suzuki last year. Now you're on a KTM. Um, give us a little bit of feedback, actually, for the people that don't know. What's the biggest difference between your old bike and this bike? Yeah, so I was on Suzuki forever and then made the switch this year with the help of uh, Like You Live getting me bikes, so that was sweet. Uh, biggest difference from a Suzuki would definitely be it's lighter. So it's no secret that the Suzuki is for sure the heaviest bike, and I don't think that's even changed this year either. So KTM's super light, super nimble, and uh, there's plenty of power there. I'm riding on a bike that's just got a recluse clutch and a Yosh pipe, and then TZR suspension, and it's plenty of power for me to handle. So you're moving on to next week. So what's your week plan? coming out you're going to go Sunday what, what's your week look like next week uh, my week plan is I'm pretty much gonna, just going to try and ride wherever I can for free so I think either tomorrow I'll go to Durham Town because they always do a free ride day there or maybe I'll go ride I think PBS has a ride day in Florida and then from there I'll probably just hit the sand pits of Florida down the street from my grandma's house and ride some deep sand to get ready for Daytona there you have it guys hey these are the guys that you might not see every night but they're out there grinding doing the laps putting the work he had his shirt off earlier. He is ripped. I just want to let you guys know that. I'm a heterosexual male, but I can appreciate a man when it works out. It looks like, are you a vegan? Oh, definitely not, no. You look vegan. I can bench 180, though, if that matters. Really? Yeah, 180 pounds I can put up bench press. How much do you weigh? I weigh 135, or 138. That's all dick and ribs right there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, there you have it, Alex Nagy. Zach Osborne. Yeah, you're better than Steve. You already said I'm better than Steve at doing this, so. Um, for how bad the night kind of went, it was pretty damn good, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I fought <laughs> fought tooth and nail to get uh, this second, but um, yeah, just a little bit of an unfortunate deal in the, in the second main. Uh, I went down and busted my face all up, and then uh, in the last main, I got off to a decent start, but uh, fell over on the first lap, and that put me buried in the pack. So um, yeah, I came back to, to fifth and just... Um, yeah, it was uh, mediocre. Do you think you could win this sucker, the last one, when you crashed and you were coming through the pack again? Um, I could see Austin was only two bikes, you know, two or three bikes in front of me, and I knew that I, and, you know, I could only allow one person between us or not even, and uh, I felt like I had it. And then uh, on the last lap, I heard the crowd go wild, and I, I knew um, that was it. But, yeah, it is what it is. I'm, I'm doing my best, and I'm not going to be disappointed with with uh, anything as long as I give 100%. You know, that's that's my goal, and um, we'll just keep plugging away at it. I mean, it's uh, it's a long night. It's a lot of racing for a normal amount of points. I wish each, each main paid points, actually, but... Yeah, it is what it is, and uh, I, I like the format. I think it's a good change and uh, a good change of pace and stuff for the fans. I think it's it's pretty cool. Did you check your Massimo device after the second race to see where your readings were off of the track? I did not. It would have been pinging. Um, I, like I said, I, I haven't seen the video. I, I know what I feel I like happened. But uh, it uh, definitely, my face, like, it hit my teeth really hard, and busted my nose all up and uh when i was riding i felt like my nose was over by my ear so then i i wrenched my helmet over the triple and like grabbed a handful of blood and then i was like kind of like oh man this is not going to be good 
But um, yeah, it wasn't that bad in the end. So last question, do you like these three main events or do you like the old traditional way? I like the traditional way, uh, mainly because of my fitness and I feel like I can uh, do, do work at the end of the night. Um, but also this is good, it, it suits me pretty good because the, the last main event's rough and, and rutted and, and nasty and uh, that definitely suits me as well. So um, six one half dozen of the other, but if I had to choose today for the rest of my life, I'd probably take the traditional. Do you miss Steve this weekend? Steve who? Thank you. So, good guy here, but he is a fantasy killer from what I hear. I'm not a fantasy guy. Okay. So, uh, Jerry Robin, LCQ didn't quite go as planned. Tell us about him. Uh, yeah. Uh, pulled the whole shot in the LCQ, then it got red flagged, and in the restart, which I don't know why they didn't stagger start it because it was over halfway. But um, in the restart, I was like third or fourth, and the kid in front of me slid out and took me out. So. I was watching today in practice, and you always caught my eye. Like I felt like you were riding fast, and like you had a good flow, and your corner feet was good. It's just tough to put it together tonight. Yeah, honestly, I'm kind of surprised I didn't make it straight through. Um, I don't really know what was going on and why I was so far back, because I did feel solid all day. So I don't know if it's still from my Tampa crash and Dallas crash, but uh, I don't know. Maybe something's up. What so. do we gotta get? What do we gotta do to keep you off of that damn ground? What's going on? Are you just pushing it? Honestly, I don't know. Um, I don't know. In Tampa, I kind of had an unfortunate tough block row onto the track in front of me and go down. But um, in Dallas, was totally my fault. I just didn't get enough pop in the rhythm. So, I don't know exactly. Maybe it's just bad luck. Black Cloud strikes me again. <laughs> I feel like Daytona could be your track type of deal. You're a good outdoor rider. Obviously, you're aggressive. I feel like that is tailor-made for you in Daytona. Yes, I do like Daytona. That's where it all started last year for me in Supercross, and uh, I do really like that place. I love Florida, so I don't know. Maybe it'll bring good vibe. Are we going outdoors? Hopefully. We'll see. All right. There he is. He's bumming out. He was talking to his chick on the way here. He got off the phone for me, but, you know, he talked <laughs> to me off from his chick, so that says something. So yeah. keep your head up, dude. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Keeper. Atlanta. Post race, I guess you could say. Uh, the podcast Lane Shaw, Tim Ferry's guy, should be Steve Mathis's guy, but he cock blocked Lane on the show when I was on. So we're going to get him on. He just missed the actual show. He got sixth in the LCQ, but he was riding good. So tell us about yourself, Lane, where you come from, and tell us about being at Timmy's. Uh, Lane Shaw come from Alvin, Texas, small town, a little south of Houston. Um, I'm very grateful to be at Timmy's because of Andrew Short and um, Trey Kennard. I actually got in because Trey Kennard kept calling Timmy and Timmy wouldn't return my phone calls. <laughs> so uh, if it wasn't for Trey, I wouldn't be at the, the Red Dog Academy, but I love it there in, in Florida and I uh, love Timmy's program and I think it's helped me step up my game to the next level. So tell us about your night a little bit. Um, look pretty good in practice. Had some tough go from the start in the LCQ, but uh, just give us a rundown on that. I struggled all day with the track being a little bit tighter in the new stadium. Uh, the dirt was really tricky. It, the layout wasn't as hard as you thought it would, but the dirt was real soft underneath, so it was very difficult to get a groove and stay in it. Um, so barely made 36 in qualifying, but ended up getting 6 in the LCQ. So uh, we were far outside on a gate choice, but got a good start. 
got up into seventh, made some passes, got into sixth, and uh, just rode her in. Um, we're right there on the bubble. Um, we're building every weekend, so uh, look for us in the main event next weekend in Daytona. So everyone knows Lane Shaw. Almost everyone knows Lane Shaw for about three seconds this year. You were leading the LCQ, got off a little line a little there, and went on that plywood. So uh, tell us what went through your mind when you got on that plywood. Um, I wasn't letting that race go. I wanted that. I wanted it with all my heart. And when I got on the, I got on the concrete, I, it just said pin it. Nothing else went through my mind. I had a spot in my head where I saw an opening, and I went for it. I didn't make it. <laughs> and uh, I slid for a while. I, I hit the <laughs> ground, and I just saw the bike going. I saw sparks flying, and that's when it kind of hit me like, dang it. We were right here, first round, first main event. Uh, we'll get there. But I uh, got up after the race was over and uh, I got a standing ovation from the crowd and uh, I think it was cool in making the main event that night so I took a lot from that uh, we're learning every weekend and we'll, we'll put it in there real soon so if Steve was here asking these questions he would want to know what has Timmy taught you since you've been at the Red Dog Cat Timmy has really taught me to not think about other people to focus on me um, you know the capability is there it's just all about pulling the trigger and having the mindset to do it. Um, repeating it, repeating it, repeating it, and just being able to believe in ourselves. Uh, it's coming out a lot more than it has, but uh, we're right there to put it all together. We got the pieces of the puzzle, and uh, we're getting close. You like Triple Crown format, or you'd rather be old school format? Honestly, I, as a fan, as a rider, I wasn't looking forward to the Triple Crown. I uh, thought it was going to be the hardest hardest round of the year and it it was very hard it was very challenging put a lot of pressure on us in practice i i tried too hard in practice and went backwards with times but uh the lcq it was really good so um i like the old format a little bit better i think i could have made it in a little bit easier but it's a new thing that the ama is trying so i'm happy with it just gotta qualify better and try to get in those mains you see a cowboy hat guy with ripped abs huge pecs Nice teeth. That's Lane Shaw. Go say hi. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, and it's single. We're single, right? <laughs> We're single. We're single. Uh, we want wholesome girls. We don't want mean Supercross chicks, right? No, 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 no farmers only either. You yeah, know, yeah, we got, right. uh, we've got to have a blend of both, but a good girl. All right, there you go, Lane Shaw. <laughs> Thank you. Atlanta Supercross, Bradley Taft. First 450 Supercross for you. You're pissed off. I can see a little red in your face right now. So we're gonna talk to you. Later. How did your overall experience with the classical Um It was obviously not what I had planned. I mean, we the first practice, the second second practice, I felt like I was progressing throughout the day. And actually, after the second practice, I think I was 20th overall, but I was only about a second off 12th. So I felt like I was doing really good. And then we went out for the third practice, and I struggled bad, um, crashed like three times, and was just not not really jumping with the track. And then. Went out for the LCQ, didn't get the greatest start, and uh, LCQ actually this week was pretty stacked too, so um, I didn't get a very good start in the LCQ and just tried to work my way through, but obviously came up a little short. So tell the people at home that are listening, what's the biggest difference for you riding obviously this 450 versus the 250 right on the What's the biggest, hardest thing for you to learn? Uh, just, it's hard to ride the bike with a lot of intensity, like the 250 
in order to go fast on it, like you got to scrub everything. Like you you ride the bike with so intensity, with so much intensity. So whenever you come to the 450, you have all that power. So it's it's really hard to like you know get into stuff and and uh, like ride the bike like you would say a 250. I mean, there's very few guys that can be like Hill. Hill is riding the bike like he looks like he's not going fast, but he is. He's ripping. So it's like it's hard. It's hard to distinguish whether like you're riding good or not because like me, I ride the 450 a lot smoother than I do the 250, but it's not fast. So I just I just have to work on that. I feel I I watched your amateur career and I watched you ride obviously in Southern California. And I always felt like you go to 450 better than a 250. I know everyone says that shit, but generally I think you normally ride a better bike. No, definitely. Um, as an amateur, I think I won. 11 championships or something like that and I think 9 of them are on a 450 I always like I ride the 250 I, I seem to over rev it and not ride the right gear but whenever for some reason whenever I hop on the 450 I'm always like in the right gear and I don't really over rev it and I'm super smooth on it so as an amateur obviously riding outdoors it's a lot different than Supercross but I was always much better on the 450 Triple Crown your second one correct? Yep. you like it or not? Uh, I've been asking everyone this when I've been doing the interview today, so I'm not going to tell you the ratio right now after, until you have to tell me what I'm not a fan of it. I mean, I thought maybe today would go a little different just because the first one I did, I was, I was really sick. So it was obviously really bad because I didn't have a whole lot of time between main events, and I was, like, definitely sick. So it was like I would race, and it's like I, would, I was dead after the races, and then I had to go right back up and go again. So... The one I did on 250, I hated, and then obviously this one, I didn't like either. Um, Daytona, yes or no? Uh, yes. So this time you're going back to old school, yeah. Normal programming, so to speak. So you're kind of that's, I shouldn't say you're more of an outdoor guy, but you have more experience in outdoor this track. So I think this might fit you a little better next week. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll get more time on the bike this week too. So that's that's a big thing. I only got to ride the 450 Tuesday, Wednesday, and then. We came out here and I did press yesterday and then race today. So I think the biggest thing for me is just getting a little more time on the 450 and get more comfortable staying out here this week. Uh, no, I'll be, I'm headed back to California tomorrow. Alex Ray, you're here listening to all this shit. Yeah, bro. How do you feel about Brad? Bro, I think he's doing absolutely amazing on the 450. You know, I mean, right now, if Brad raced you, straight up normal style schedule. Where? Like here? Or at Lake Elsinore. Next week, Daytona. Who's got the better... Uh, who's, who's, who's beating one another right here next week? Honestly, I don't know. Because I've never really done that good at Daytona. Because it's more of an outdoor style-ish track. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I have absolutely no idea. I think he's doing absolutely phenomenal on the bike. Like, I've, I've watched him. I actually went to the track um, the days, you know, he was, you know, riding in California, obviously, because I had nothing to do. But, uh, but yeah, I think... You know, with a few more days, him adapting a little bit quicker to it, I think he'll be fine at Daytona. I think he'll be good. Bradley tapped height before Supercross? High. Very high. High. Very high. And when I came and watched... I was stroking stroking it hard. Yeah. Because I was on the bandwagon. I still am. I still am. Last question. Are you looking forward to coming back to 250? Uh, Definitely. Definitely. Uh, You have a top... Yeah, I think I do. I mean, I just need to put it all together and get good starts. I think that's what I struggle with on the West Coast on 250. Is 
I didn't get good starts. The only race I got a decent start out was Glendale, and I got a six. So I think if I can uh, figure out the starts and get up there on the starts, I think I'm capable of podium. Yeah, so Bradley, I have a question for you. You, you see me riding a 450, sketchy, wide open, over revving, all this stuff. Yeah, that's exactly. That's that's actually being nice to yourself. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little light on myself. Yeah. Could you imagine riding a 450 like that? Like Barsha. Like Barsha on a supercross track. No way, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, whenever I got on, like, started riding the Supercross track, I was just, like, I was super smooth. Like, I was precise with everything. It's, it's, it's hard to distinguish that's faster. Than, like, Hill's obviously doing it. He's ripping. But it doesn't look like he's going to pass. But then there's guys like Barsha who are ripping that are, like, look like they're about to kill themselves. <laughs> but okay. he's ripping. Last question. I promise. <laughs> Alex raised pants, yes or no? Well, I wore the same ones here today. But I changed after the race, so I'm going to have to give Alex Ray's pants a big ol' yes. That's it. <laughs>